Poo gang, we're almost done. Good lord, we made it, folks. Our long national nightmare <laughs> is over. Well, it's not, but uh, at least this season it's is over. over. until we have to sit through a season of Katie as the Bachelorette. <laughs> well, fuck you, Katie. <laughs> you bought my how the tables have turned for you with Katie. Uh, I feel like I was never like... Uh, you, you always liked Katie more than I did. You said for a while that Katie was uh, on your list. Mm. I think we have that on recording. Robin, keep the playbacks, please. <laughs> uh, Go through the archives, Robin. Robin, you've really been dropping the ball this season. <laughs> no, I did like Katie. I, again... I feel like Katie's been campaigning too hard. We know that you're the what I'm the best person I'm I've the ever best been. version of myself. Uh, kiss my fucking ass. No. I don't care. I was gonna say I don't like anybody coming in for the lead who like wants it too bad. I feel like they've got a stink on them. You're like a cat. Like you can't want the attention right. too bad. Yeah. yeah. The mm-hmm. cat naturally finds the person in the room that doesn't want yes. to be their friend. Yes. I think that Michelle seems much more graceful and gracious in her acceptance and just in her like natural flow into the role. Like, why the fuck do we have? Sorry. What, you getting a text message? <laughs> you, interrupt you got something more important to do than this? Getting a text. Hang on, gang. We got a, ten- we got a tennis text Getting here. a text from the guy that yeah. I just played tennis oh, against. Oh, from the guy. Against. Yeah. But I do Did need to him? shout out. No. He beat me. What is he texting you about now? Hey, I beat the pants off of you. <laughs> Let me take your pants yep. off. Yep. Yeah. Yep, mm-hmm. that's what it is. Yep, all these tennis affairs. Yeah. <laughs> love, love. <laughs> Are you done? No. I'm not. Okay, keep no, going. No, I'm I'm good. I'm no, good. Keep I going am done. With more t- hey, you wanna hold my balls? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. There's a good mm-hmm. one. That's a pretty good one. Um that's out of bounds. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry about that double fault back there. That's where I just smacked a your thing. ass twice <laughs> with my racket. What? I don't know. This is really going off the rails. Know, Why don't you say turning into one of listener Katie's uh, romance novels? <laughs> Ooh, a tennis romance. novel I was going to say that I would like to give a shout out to my partner Jake, mm-hmm. who I lost with tonight. Yeah. Jake's not the one who's texting me. Okay. He is a Bachelor super fan. Okay. And in turn, a pod super fan. Well, how can you be one and not the other? <laughs> yeah, to be a Bachelor super fan entails that you're a super fan of our podcast. <laughs> it goes hand in hand. Yeah. It really does. New friend, new partner, old time Bachelor fan. Oh, so gee, we yeah. connected immediately. Wonderful. We always lose. Uh-huh. But... That doesn't matter. Is there some sort of metaphor in there? It, playing uh, tennis is like... Falling in love is kind of like playing... Have they ever had a tennis date? I don't think so. I don't think so either. A Robin? Yeah. Bring in uh, Federer. That guy's just probably <laughs> dying to get Sitting on this show. Sitting around, yeah. yeah. Sitting around with his balls in his hand. <laughs> I already made that one. What? Oh, that look on your face. Just yeah. saying you were awfully judgy of my tennis uh, <laughs> entendres. Yeah, because they were stupid. Double entendres. Well, you were saying that Jake really appreciated your point about um, Hannah B. Yeah. Getting a bunch of shit for Which it, fucking around in the windmill. Like, I liked how in this final episode, Michelle, or was it Michelle, or I think it was Rachel, who was like, when he prayed over us the first night, that was when I knew, like... 
Well, he hasn't prayed over anybody since, I don't think, unless we've been missing a bunch of prayer shots. But from you know what he said to Michelle? Mm-hmm. The way you hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me. You're so holy, holy, holy. What the it's f- that Bieber song that combines I the mean, spiritual the and the... And uh, like, what does that have to do with any of this? It's a Bieber song that combines the spiritual with the uh, erotic. No. Yes. That's what happens in it the song. It wasn't even Michelle that brought it up. It was Rachel, and you're not listening. <laughs> no, you said it was either Michelle or Rachel. No, it was Rachel. Okay. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I think we need to take a break from recording. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, we are for a while until Katie and Michelle uh, come back into All our right. lives. Well, yeah. I don't like Katie, and I think that you don't like her either, and... I don't like, I don't, it's, it's a classic bachelor trope. I don't understand how you can like her. And if you like her, <laughs> then maybe I don't like you. <laughs> how can I like her and you? Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, I um, feel like you have really bad taste in women if you like Katie. <laughs> well, we'll see. I, you know, I think I agree with you. She wants it. She's pressing for it too hard. I'll, I have to say too, like, I really like Michelle as a person, I was kind of concerned that maybe she couldn't carry a bachelor season, but I feel like she really brought the personality to the after yes. the final rose. I feel like Michelle's personality was just dampened by fucking wet blanket mask. Yes, I think that's completely right. I actually am excited to see her get out from under this season and kind of take charge. Like Spread I think that wings. will be, yeah, I think that will be uh, more interesting and more entertaining. Katie's going first. Katie's correct? going first in what? Mayish, I guess, mm-hmm. and then Michelle's going in the fall, and supposedly there's a Bachelor in Paradise in between. So, yeah. gang, you're going to be hearing a lot, oh. a lot from us, a lot of uh, a lot of bad tennis puns between now and the end of the year. Um, but our fans love us. We got three nice reviews this week, so let's shout those out. Plus Jake, our super fan Jake. Um, so uh, we got an updated review from Atomic Sandwich saying your uh, hilarious recaps and commentary are the best part of The Bachelor. She says, I vote Anna and Ryan to host the Oscars. We graciously accept. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it. Yeah. Beat it, Tina Fey. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm really the uh, Amy Poehler in this situation, I think. Who are you? You're Amy Poehler or Tina I'm Faye? both of them. Okay. You're Ricky Gervais. Yeah, I'm um, fucking Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> <laughs> that nobody wants and everybody's like, who is this guy? Why is he here? Yeah. Yeah, why is he talking about boobs at the Oscars? <laughs> um, and then uh, Atomic Sandwich wants us to shout out Cold Spring, Texas. Hmm. Done. All right, we got... Uh, is that the listener that invited us to come for a cocktail? It's not. Uh, we have a full-on Texas road trip coming up because <laughs> Heida Lee Kennedy, one of the Kennedy family, long-lost Kennedy cousin, um, said, y'all are my people. Absolutely love your banter, your raw honesty, and your lack of filter. If you're ever in McKinney, Texas, we would love to have you over for cocktails and grilling. Put it on the list. Yeah, we're, we're on our way. Swing by Cold Spring, swing by McKinney. Maybe somebody can teach Ryan a thing or two about how to use the grill. Oh, God, somebody needs to. Mm-hmm. Lord, we had people over the other day, and I served them like raw Ryan beef, essentially. poisoned yeah. a bunch of our friends. I think I killed them all, yeah. <laughs> They're never coming over again. Oh, boy. Oh, Lord. All right, and then we get an update from... Picolino Pigeon. Uh. 
um, who says, I think I'm now in the fourth listen of the full podcast. That means going all the way back to who JoJo's season or whatever. Was They've that listened. Our first... I think it was maybe JoJo. This person, Picolino Pigeon. P- Pigeon. Coming through loud yeah. and clear, big guy. Knows better than me. Do you have your um, pop filter on? Because there's a lot of. I do, yeah. It's filtering popping. out all the pops. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, it really isn't. <laughs> pop I filter. can still hear yeah. them. The pops are not being filtered. It's like I'm listening to Hugh Grant in music and lyrics. Pop goes my heart. Yeah, I feel like you're watching pop-up video. Okay. I feel like I'm eating some popcorn. (laughs) Um, And pop rocks. (laughs) While listening to pop rock. (laughs) And Papa Roach. I can keep going. You want me to keep going? Paparazzi. My papa poker face. (laughs) My pop poker face. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, man, Papa Roach. That you dug deep for that one. I appreciate it. Pound puppies. <laughs> Papa Smurf. <laughs> Piccolino pigeon. <laughs> oh, it's a Piccolino pigeon flying in from Italia. Uh, okay, okay, Allora. Okay. Um. Okay. So, anyways, or well, they say. Uh, They have pretty much kept the podcast playing a loop for months. Anna and Ryan's disembodied voices live with me now. Here's the thing. I feel feel about Elise. (laughs) I was going to say I feel bad for this person because you live with my embodied voice all the time. It it is is, the worst. It is a nightmare. It is. Yes. It is. Yeah. A nightmare. Yeah. Um, Though I will say Atomic Sandwich says, I love that although you two have obviously been married a number of years, you still laugh and seem to have fun together. Mm. It's all an illusion. The the illusion is strong. (laughs) All right. Well, speaking of uh, having fun and laughing together, let's talk about this super dour fucking finale that we watched. Yeah, this was, I mean, it was the ending that we all expected and probably deserved, but whew. Yeah, so here's the thing. So to take this finale as its own thing without the, after the final rose, it was still just like sad and like not enjoyable at all like i I mean he i feel like the whole point of the show is for someone to (laughs) fall in love and produce a fairy tale even if that breaks down a month later like you know that's what people want out of it and there's always a little bit of conflict but i mean it's not usually like am I ready to do this? You know? Sure. Sure. No, I agree. And I guess I, I think the same thing, but, and what happens in this finale that's interesting is that Matt is actually asking the questions that someone should ask in this situation. Like, am I ready for this? Is it a good idea to get engaged to someone after a month on a reality TV show? But it's also no fun to watch. I yeah. mean, that's the conflict is like, this is, he does uh, like a ma- mature, thoughtful things. Well, and again, I mean, that's just not why people are. Wa- we're not watching the show to watch someone do mature, thoughtful <laughs> thinking about marriage. Like, I mean, I feel like it never goes well when you have someone that does this. Like, nobody, nobody applauded Brad Womack when he didn't choose anyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chris Harrison like roasted Juan Pablo for not proposing to Nikki. 
And you can tell he, I think he likes Matt, I guess. It's kind of hard to tell at this right. point, even though I think, I think he does like Matt. I also think that he was fed up with him uh, mm-hmm. by the end. <laughs> he looked fucking rough this episode. Harrison did. He looked rough. <laughs> he looked like this shit that was about to go down had already gone down. Um, and I get, here's my thing is like, I don't mind at all. I mind 0% that this show doesn't end in a proposal. But Matt seemed to be like beating himself up over it. And I think that that's, I, th- I wonder if this is part of, oh, listen to that. Pour. What's, what do you pour in there? Yes Way Rose. All right. Yes Way Rose, sponsor us. Our new sponsor. Give us all your money, Yes Way Rose. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do wonder if part of the show's problems lately have been that there's just like an inherent conflict between like, a stupid show and the realities of the world beyond that show. Yeah. Like whether it, it can like adjust to that, you know, like I just wonder right. if maybe this show is unsavable <laughs> in a way, yeah, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've seen some conversations about that on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. It just has gotten itself in a weird spot. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Certainly, this is not the season anyone wanted. Sure. Well, and that's it. This isn't. But but look at Tasha. I mean, I feel like yeah. that season was great. Yeah. You know, and that like they taught they had conversations mm-hmm. about race. Mm-hmm. Um, that's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, this just goes back to you know hate or love Kate. Like the Bachelorettes just tend to handle this whole thing. <laughs> Almost like better. women are better than men and more <laughs> more equipped to handle stuff with like emotional intelligence. Well, especially Taylor. I mean, God, that after the final rose, like Matt just didn't say anything. Yeah, and I and part of me doesn't blame. We'll get to the whole after the final rose because that to me is a whole different animal than this episode. Well, here's the thing, though. Part of me doesn't blame him. But part of me thinks you sign up to do this show. Like, honestly, I think that's why he was putting so much pressure on himself Mm -hmm. to do it correctly, which if you're doing it quote unquote correctly, it probably means that you're proposing at the end. Uh Um, I think he's a weird choice. Like, he's never had a serious relationship. Sure. Well, he's got all this baggage from his family, which is completely understandable. But again, like... But, like, deal with your shit and maybe don't go on a national reality show, you know, expecting things to just, like, shake into place. Sure. I don't know. I mean, I don't think there was ever any chance that this show wasn't going to be a dumpster fire, Mm -hmm. knowing everything that I know about, like... His background and his family dynamics. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's got some serious shit that he needs to work through. And I'm very sympathetic to that, you know? Um, Right. It's just maybe, I mean, we've talked, we talked about this with who was it from the last season where it was like, I'm really sympathetic to your plight, but maybe like a reality TV show is not the place to deal with this situation. It's like, look at, I mean, who knows what'll come up on Michelle's season, but like, Michelle seems like she's got her head in a really great place. Right. Like yeah. <laughs> she has a functional relationship with her family. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course she's going to be naturally in a better position to deal with all this shit that gets, you know, foisted your way when you're the lead. And beyond that, you know, we always talk about how we 
like this idea of bringing in someone who hasn't already been on the show. And I do like it, but they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Sure. You know? Sure. You've got to be a little bit like battle hardened by being on the show before, I think. Yeah. And I think even just like knowing the ins and outs of how it Mm -hmm. all works. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. And again, some of this is on the producers to really make sure that they choose someone who can handle this burden. Though, of course, this is what always happens is like, it's the same thing with the race stuff. Like they kind of have an incentive to choose someone who might crack under the pressure. You know, like their motives are not entirely in line with the person the the contestants right motives. yeah and that's yeah and and i don't think that matt i don't think that he went on the show with like bad intentions like i don't think that he was trying to screw everyone over and mm-hmm. went in there you know just to become like more famous or i think maybe he was just as disappointed in himself that he wasn't able to get there you know right and i guess this show needs one of the fixes that has actually slowly been happening over time is like, again, as I said, maybe I'm in the minority. I don't think so. I don't care if you get engaged. Like people just want some kind of love story out of this. Right. Like It's fine though. But again, one of the things that really I found so hard to watch about this episode. And of course we have so much baggage with Rachel, but like, that final scene, those two people looked fucking miserable. Well, they didn't look miserable. They did. They, they just looked, looked bored m- with each other. Well, but that, like, the, I've never seen two people less happy to be at the final rows than those two people. Well, I think that it's probably a little bit like our wedding, maybe, where, like, I was miserable by the end of that just because you've been stressed out this whole time. Sure, yeah. Like, I remember just going back after the wedding to our hotel room and, like, crying mm-hmm. and just being like, thank God this is over. Well, that was, again, <laughs> just realizing your life ahead. Yeah. yeah. It was also a look to the future. Yeah, right. Like, oh, <laughs> Crying shit. for the life that uh, has died. No, yeah. but I can't even imagine, like, especially by the end of that, how stressed out you are and just you're probably just ready to be done. They, to me, looked like two people that were like, get us yeah, off this show. we hate this. And again, I am sympathetic to that. I just don't, we usually don't see that. And of course, that's often fake too, you know, um, what Ari yeah, I mean, and Becca, and Dale, right, like, yeah, who look as happy as can be. And then three weeks later, it's like, ah, oh, this is totally falling apart. Yeah, no. And I mean, I respect that about Matt, that he wasn't like, he wasn't going to fake it. Mm-hmm. Um, I respected him for breaking up with Michelle, like the night before, mm-hmm. you know, not not letting her put on her bell ga- bell dress and come down to the Nemecolon Gardens. <laughs> no, that is true. I actually, I, I also give him credit for that. I mean, obviously that breakup's going to be rough, but at least he didn't make her do all of that, which I always find shitty when they do that. And that always is hard to watch. It's just like this person, am I going to get engaged or dumped? I don't know. It'll be fun <laughs> yeah. to find out. Let's roll Can't the Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Um, All right. Okay. Well, we we get into the nuts and bolts. Sure. Nuts and bolts. Yeah. So uh, the episode begins with Matt saying, with Michelle, you have a checklist of everything you're looking for in a wife. Rachel is obviously someone that I'm attracted to. (laughs) (laughs) So it really kind of highlights the disparity for me. I've said this before. I don't want to drone on and on about it, except that I do. 
I don't, I don't get it. It just, it feels to me like Rachel was just like the last woman left, you know, like I, I don't. felt like Rachel was more attracted to him than he was to her, like in those final moments. Yeah, sure. I agree. I just, I don't, I don't get what Matt was doing with this particular decision. I don't know. Yeah. Why don't you email him and ask I might. him? I might email him I know, him instead of just him. going on and on about it. Oh, but I will go on and on about it. I know. All right. Well, let's go on and on about what happens in this episode. Well, let's, let's do it briefly. Brief. Keep it nice and short. Yeah, yeah. keep it tight. <laughs> All right. All right so, Matt's um, mom is there mm-hmm. and his brother, John. Mm-hmm. Um. His mom says that it's exciting to see Matt so animated and excited. I have that in my notes too. And Matt's just like sitting there doing nothing. (laughs) And she's like, look at you. My God, you're glowing. (laughs) (laughs) Right. If this is animated and excited, Matt, Jesus Christ, what is he like normally? Um, She says she thinks it's a long shot that he'll be engaged at the end of this. Good call, mom. Right. (laughs) The mom knows what's up. She knows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Michelle has the first date to meet the family and the mom, Patty. Patty, yeah. We know a Patty. Oh, yeah. We know a Patty. We know a Patty (laughs) Webber. Ryan's mom, Patty. Yeah, you've met a mom named Patty. Patty Mill. (laughs) Uh, She says, tell me a little bit about yourself and then just starts crying and cries basically for the rest of the episode. They both start weeping, yeah. Uh, Mima, the brother, John, is not letting any shit go. I feel like he um, is grilling these women, which I liked. He's like, what was last year's relationship you're in? I like, don't feel like he's grilling them at all. Oh, really? I feel like I he feel asked like, like the serious questions. The gave him a list of questions and were like, ask this. And then that's exactly what he did. Well, sure. But he, he did do that. Because he sounds so wooden. Like he sounds like a robot. Well, there was that thing you pointed out, the particular line where he like, it was almost like he was like, line yeah. in the middle and the producers <laughs> yeah. could like say it off stage or he's like yeah it's like a a weird inner like job interview where mm-hmm. I, I mean he says what qualities do you see in matt <laughs> that you could possibly see in a husband or long-term partner <laughs> yeah what are your three biggest strengths and weaknesses <laughs> yeah. what does a typical day at the office look like for you <laughs> Matt's that like, is a great analogy. He's going to grill you, but just give it back to <laughs> right. him. Give it right back to you. Sure, that's what's going to happen. So, uh, yeah, Michelle and the mom do seem to connect. Michelle says, to feel this deeply surprises me, but doesn't scare me because I'm confident in how, how I feel. The mom has an interesting comment where she says, I have no control over who Matt loves and who loves him. Is that the the dog? Oh, the dog is making a nest for herself. <laughs> She's circling. Yes, scratching out a nest. Oh, yeah, scratching out a nest. There you go. Um. All right. Rachel comes in mm-hmm. for the date yeah. and says that she loves that Matt is so funny and goofy. <laughs> is there just? Is this like Dale, where everyone was like, "He's so talkative," and we just never saw that? Like, I do think that Matt is goofy. Yeah, like, I feel like we have seen that. I did like the little, like, when Michelle threw a snowball at him and he threw a snowball at her. It's like that cute little playfulness. And he's always, like, 
ribbing them, uh-huh. he, like when he ran his bike into Michelle's <laughs> bike. I don't think that was ribbing them as much as just being super clumsy. Well, he's being, yeah, no, right. He's, but he did it on purpose. Oh. He was like teasing her, oh, and okay. then he ran into her. Oh, I yeah, I gotcha. So the the ramming was intentional. The falling was uh, yeah. clumsiness. Got it. Rachel says, as a twenty four year old, that. <laughs> As she's gotten older, she's realized the thing that's going to fulfill her life and put meaning in it is love. When she was younger, she thought it was going to be plantation balls. (laughs) She really thought it was going to be the Confederacy. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, she's just not the same person she was in 2018. She's grown so much. Who didn't think that they were going to get the meaning of life out of a antebellum ball in 2018 50 million americans millions went. of americans attended these parties <laughs> one in six americans we, we couldn't help it we, people couldn't get enough plantations like were overrun <laughs> parties on top of parties does that make it okay i don't know you tell me <laughs> who the hell are you <laughs> Oh, oh christ well rachel seems super doubt like both rachel and harrison seem like this shit has already hit the fan with like how dour they are in this episode. Well, I just think that Rachel has meaning, has a, has a reason to look that way Mm -hmm. because Matt is not showing up on their date. Yeah. Right. Like I don't blame her for looking (laughs) stressed out and unhappy by the end of this. (laughs) Meet me at the lake. Where specifically Matt, is there a specific location at the lake where you would like to meet? Under the water. (laughs) Matt comes out and grabs her like a scene from uh it's not Halloween. What's the camp movies? Friday the Jason, 13th. yeah. He's no, wearing a not. hockey. The movie isn't called Jason. One of them is called Jason. Friday the thirteenth okay. is yeah. the But Jason is the killer, correct? Correct. Okay. Actually in the original it's not Jason, it's Jason's mom. Is it really? Yeah. Oh. Everybody knows that. I didn't know that. Not everybody. By the way, spoilers. You and Drew Barrymore. <laughs> Weird flex, scream. but okay. <laughs> That's what gets Drew Barrymore killed. And oh, she, oh, she gets the question wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well. You lose, you die. <laughs> Name the killer in Friday the 13th. Jason! 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 I'm sorry. That's the wrong answer. No, it's not. No, it's not. It was Jason. Afraid not? No way. Listen, it was Jason. I saw that movie 20 goddamn times. Then you should know Jason's mother, Mrs. Voorhees, was the original killer. Jason didn't show up until the sequel. I'm afraid that was a wrong answer. Man, I would have died in that call. Skeet Ulrich is not having it. Yeah. Man, I would be dead. Who is Skeet Ulrich dating now that's real weird? Um, Lucy Hale. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm all over this. Yeah. How, how do you feel about that? Would Who you is date? Matthew Lillard dating? <laughs> would you date? I guess there's I the age difference. I was very into Skeet Ulrich in The Craft. Oh, yeah. Sure. We watched The Craft I feel like, together. Like, what happened to him? Because he know. was He's all dating Lucy set. Hale. <laughs> would you date? Well, I mean, come on. Would I date Lucy Hale? Uh, yeah, of yeah, course you would. Of course I would. You yeah, would what's date, the... yeah, any of the pretty Any of the pretty, liars. they're all pretty. <laughs> <laughs> it's right there in the name. Yeah, I like Skeet Ulrich, but I feel like he was set up to be like the it boy, and then he just kind of... Yeah, well, like a bunch of those... Means that he had a heroin problem. A lot of those 90s guys dropped off the radar. River Phoenix? Where's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> what's he doing lately? <laughs> 
But no, you know, the one, um, you remember when Matthew Lillard was in um, The Descendants and like that series, not the Disney movie, oh. the George Clooney. That's what that movie was called, right? In Hawaii. Was He's that like the, the husband of the, <laughs> yeah, George Clooney <laughs> is like the son of Jafar. No, it's a musical about all the Disney villains' kids. It's him, <laughs> Zach Efron, Cameron Poe. <laughs> it's the uh, prequel to High School Musical. <laughs> but anyways, he had a serious role the in whatever that film no, I was know, called. With, Sha- with Shailene Woodley. Yeah, yeah, Woodley. that one really put Shailene Woodley on the map. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. That- <laughs> That really got all of Tinseltown buzzing. It did. (laughs) About this young ingenue uh, actress. It did. Yeah. And then she went and effed it all up by being in that stupid Hunger Games ripoff. Oh, yeah, yeah. What was that called? I don't even remember. Um, Yeah, we saw one of those. Not the Maze Runner movies. Is that what it was called? No. There's too many of those dystopian YA movies these days. Yeah, but that's going to bug me. Not yeah. Hunger Games. Uh, the Starvation anyway. uh, Chronicles. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just pull up Shailene I'm Woodley. Not laugh at that. That's stupid. Yeah. Pull up Shailene Woodley. Divergent. Divergent. Okay. And what was the other polar IMDb up so we can get the Clooney movie name? Descendants. Descendants. Okay. Great. Okay. So, um, anyways, Rachel is talking to Matt's mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody cares. All right. What do we, what do we want to hit here? Where are we? Sorry. I'm looking at the Descendants IMDb page and Matthew Lillard is not in this movie. No? No. Okay. So, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Hmm, that's interesting. What was he? Wasn't he in something? <laughs> yeah. Wasn't he in a movie? <laughs> Matthew Lillard, serious role. Let's see. Let's see. All right. Well, is now. Shaggy on there? Shaggy. And then uh, is, it is wasn't Scooby, me. too. <laughs> no, he's in it. Oh. Yeah, The Descendants. It's right here. Well, he's not on the IMDb page. He's, it's right here on IMDb. Let's see where's. Oh, you got to go. I think you got to dig a little deeper. I mean, Lord, he's like 58th on the call sheet. <laughs> he didn't get his own trailer. He had to eat with the crew. Laird Hamilton is on there before him. <laughs> well, Laird Hamilton was <laughs> transcendent in The Descendants. Okay, okay so anyways. Anyway, yeah, yeah, Skeet Ulrich, hot. I would fail that uh, scream quiz. That's all been established. So um, the mom, after Rachel leaves, basically says that like love comes and goes. She gives him like a whole talk about how basically like love is not the end all be all it may not stick around obviously informed by her own experiences with love yes and this really sends matt into a tailspin it does yeah and then who's there to comfort him but old haggard harrison (laughs) strolling in and he's like that is that is a lot to unpack harrison says your mom said don't worry love ends what kind of greeting card is that (laughs) Um, yeah, he is, I think, pissed. Okay. Yeah, you you feel he is not sympathetic at all to this situation. He, because he, he's like, this isn't the guy that I would talk to a right. week ago. What, happened what are to- you changing your mind? <laughs> right. What are you, a human being with complex personality uh, issues? 
<laughs> and um, Matt kind of holds his, you know, yeah. holds his own and yeah. says, rushing into something I'm not ready for is not something that I'm willing to be a part of. Yeah. And I did feel like there were some moments in the episode where the way that he phrased things, he was trying to blink at us in a certain way to uh-huh. show us that he... I feel like he's blaming production for how some of this went down. Uh-huh. Saying, you know, I'm not willing to be a part of it. Right. Um, he said something along those lines when Michelle is asking him why she, why he didn't have that final yeah. conversation with right. her. When she asked and he was like, if I had known, I would have done that. Right. Like I would have fought for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he's like essentially blinking in Morse code in like, a, you know, Iranian hostage video. Mm-hmm trying to let us know what's going on. Yeah, so I I actually, I think you're right. Like, I give him some credit. Like, it would be very easy to bend under the pressure here and be like, all right, Harrison clearly wants an engagement. He wants fun, goofy Matt from last week. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Not sad Matt from this week. He really doesn't like my mom giving me real honest talk about how love does not last all the time. (laughs) Harrison's like, haven't you seen this show, Matt? Love always lasts. Um, So, yeah, I think it would be hard to like, I mean, it's probably kind of like being not a cult is a strong word, but like being in a situation where all the messages you're getting are like, you need to do this. Well, I think that happens a lot of times with them, because think about like Serena B. I feel like that happened a little bit with her where like she went into that family date all Mm -hmm. in. And then as soon as her best friend or what was it, a sister maybe was like. You just don't seem like you're like head over heels. Yeah. She was like, "Oh, you're right." Right. Like I'm, I'm not, not. I'm not Gaga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like cult deprogrammers come in and are like, "Hey, you sure you want to do this and thing?" And they're like, "Oh, actually, yeah. now that you mention it, are you sure Doe from Heaven's Gate knows what he's talking about here?" Yeah, that's my, my foot. No, I want it. My are you foot. playing footsie? Nope. After all these years, there's still this romance I'm, between us. Need you to move your foot. There's still this incredible sexual <laughs> tension. <laughs> Just so thick, the listener can hear it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So he gets. Uh, oh, and then Chris Harrison in a one of the more prophetic lines of the episode says. All right, man, I'll get out of your hair. You have no idea, Chris. <laughs> You'll get out of all of our hair pretty soon. Um, all right. Um, Harrison tells Matt that he needs to stay open-minded about everything. And then Matt has one final date with Michelle. Yeah. And what do they do? They rappel off a building mm-hmm. and Matt immediately fucks up and just disregards <laughs> the directions that the rappelling expert gave. <laughs> and you can literally hear the guy be like, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> This is like the season where people most frequently almost die. Well, I feel like it's always Matt. Like yeah. he's out there like a fucking goofus. Right. Like he's like, not gallant. I swear. <laughs> There's no way he's gallant. Doesn't know what he's doing on that four. I feel like it would be like if you were like, oh yeah, it's totally fun to flip these things. Yeah, like here, let me drive this. Yeah, four wheeler, um, ATV, motorbike, whatever it is. Then he has the nerve to then like try to coach Michelle through it. Who Michelle is like, don't worry, I got. Yeah, I got this bitch. Yeah, it's sort of metaphorical for the whole bachelor bachelorette process. He's like, uh, put one foot here. And she's like, uh, yeah. Yeah, don't you're going to fall, stupid. Yeah. Um, would you say that rappelling down a building has any other metaphorical significance? 
kind of like falling in love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Taking that leap of faith with somebody. I might mention that three times in the course of this scene. <laughs> well, I liked it that Michelle said that she would do the repelling again and that she wouldn't mind having more adventures like that. Well, guess what, lady? Yeah. You're going to when you are the bachelorette. <laughs> You're in. So are they, I mean, this is going to be fall. I guess they don't know yet. Is this going to be like a regular season? Do they get to uh, do globe trotting and adventures? I don't think they know yet. Okay. We might be going back to the La Quinta or the Nima colon. The Nima I prefer the Nima colon, I think. I feel like the Nima colon is, has a powerful pull. Like it the, sucks you in. Like the uh, Overlook Hotel. Yes. You try to get away, but it's like we've all been there forever. Remember when Matt found that picture of the old staff of the Nima colon from like the 1920s? I was going to say the same thing. And Remember? you, me, and Chris Harrison were all in it. It's such a mystery. Remember when he went down and there was a cocktail party going on mm-hmm. and uh, someone dressed like a bunny having sex in the elevator? And then those two twins mm-hmm. from Bachelor in Paradise <laughs> showed up. They're haunting the Kubrickian hallways of the uh, Nima colon. Yeah. All right. Um, Michelle says, I have a little something for you. And Matt says, oh, I don't know what that means. And I have in my notes, Matt is stupid. <laughs> it means she has a present for yeah. you. Yeah. It means she has something yeah. for you. I have something for you. Oh, does that mean we're going to do it again? I just think that Matt is, I do actually like him. I do think he's not maybe the brightest bulb in the box. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe so. Maybe so. So she presents him with two homemade jerseys, one of which says Mr. James and one of which says Mrs. Which is a cute gift. It's unfortunate that you went to all the trouble to get those customized. I feel like Matt's immediate reaction is like, uh, you gots to go, Michelle. Oh, back it up. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Oh, you're giving me a jersey? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Hey, ooh, I don't know if we're jersey ready. I mean, I'm fine fucking you, but. Right, yeah, whoa, but a, a jersey. Cus- a yeah. custom jersey? Maybe if it was just a regular right. jersey. Or maybe it was just a Matt James jersey. That would be cool. But the Mrs. James jersey, that's a little much. And then he immediately basically dumps her yeah. and says, the easy thing to do would be to tell you what I know you want to do. And she says, that's not what I'm looking for. Right. And she said, like, am I supposed to fight for you? Like, what do you tell? Am I supposed to convince you to stick around? Or like, what's the what's the deal? But she, she is says, not. Yeah. Tell me where you're at, actually. And he says, I don't think I can get there with you. Oh, yeah. And I mean, honestly, this is one of those. Oh, this is almost always the case when you have a good woman and a mediocre man in this show Mm -hmm. that the good woman will turn out (laughs) just fine. (laughs) And the mediocre man will uh, continue to be mediocre. He sees Harrison the next day and starts to get up. And Harrison says, no, don't get up. We can just chill. (laughs) Harrison's so cool. So cool. Man, I'm so down. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And speaking of, uh, bachelor mainstays don't we get a uh, another appearance oh am i jumping ahead too far with uh neil lane popping you are up? jumping ahead okay mm-hmm. jumping well we'll get there well yeah. they talk harrison says a part of you loved her and matt says yes but i wasn't in love with her 
Clever. Crucial, crucial distinction. Whoa. I've yeah. never heard that before, Matt. Uh, it's like I was starting to fall in love with her. Hear the caveats there? Several caveats. So Harrison goes to talk to Rachel and he's like, listen, I was with Matt last night. He was emotional. And <laughs> we were broing out, just chilling <laughs> yeah. on the sidewalk. Just a couple of dudes <laughs> hanging out with our dicks out. <laughs> <laughs> just a few bros. <laughs> Having some brewskis. <laughs> Watching the big game. Yeah, we ate some wings. <laughs> All the things that bros do. Um, He says he was emotional and, to be honest, lost. Um, He said the last thing that he said to me was, I need some time. There's not going to be a date today. We're mm-hmm. going to have to respect that he needs time. And Rachel's like, well... All right. Okay. Great. I, I awesome. guess I'll just sit around my fucking hotel room. I guess I'll then. just sit here in these tight leather pants that I'm wearing. <laughs> Could anyone give me some directions to a Confederate battlefield? <laughs> How close are we to the to the battle? Gettysburg. <laughs> Meanwhile, Matt is very uh, doing a lot of ruminating. Is love enough to sustain a relationship? I'm thinking about what it means to be a man and what marriage means. Which, again, like, these are the questions that one should be asking in this situation. It's just not that fun to watch. Maybe maybe just don't go on this show if you want to think about serious stuff about marriage. Yeah, right. (laughs) This is not the place to ask serious questions about marriage and masculinity. Luckily, a shaman is here to guide (laughs) him through. That is Neil Lane. Yes. There he is. That was the transition I was looking for. And Neil tells Matt, love isn't easy. Commitment is not easy. Wisdom. Yeah, I'm going to get some Neil Lane inspirational posters Mm -hmm. made up. Yeah, this little jewel represents your heart. It connects two people. And Matt's basically like, I don't know if I am ready for engagement. And Neil's like, let's just look at these rings and see what you think. Let's just look at them. Yeah, let's just hold them. And he pulls out a big pear-shaped stone and matt says can i touch it (laughs) never touch it matt (laughs) yeah and matt and neil both love the pear-shaped ring you do not care for a pear-shaped ring i do not i mean i don't mind it for oh why you're gonna get me another engagement no i'm just i always like to file this information away oh do you is that why i get jewelry that is so closely suited to my taste tailored to your individual preferences putting it in the old lockbox putting it in the vault (laughs) nothing gets by me uh listeners let's remember this moment because i'm gonna have some sort of pear-shaped shit (laughs) for christmas in about nine months yep no we will we will revisit this didn't you say that you love pear-shaped jewelry Right here you go, baby. I heard you talking about pear-shaped jewelry. This is exactly what you want, and it'll just be like an actual pear. <laughs> I got you this gold-dipped pear. Oh. Um, Matt does pick out the pear-shaped ring or a ring. Does mm-hmm. he go? With, I think he I does think go no, with he does. He says this is the one. Yeah, he says this is more than just a ring. To me, it represents what my father couldn't give my mother. If I put this ring on Rachel's finger, I never want it to come off. I want to have to chop off her finger (laughs) if the ring comes off. Which is actually what will happen if I break my finger and it swells up while I'm wearing my... my ring yeah, made of tungsten. Yeah, you've gotten too fat since well, we got married. Well, that, but even... Because uh, you're too much of a big boy. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that, but just you cannot cut well, that tungsten metal. You know, when we got metal. married, you did not shop in the husky class <laughs> section. 
Yeah, well, uh, there's just a little bit more to love uh, yeah. all these years <laughs> later. Yeah, so when he says this ring represents what my father couldn't give to my mother, I mean, this whole thing you see is, I believe this is daddy issues, I think is what we have going on here. I yeah, would say that's my sure. professional diagnosis. Call oh. me Dr. Fraser Crane. Yeah, call me I'm Dr. listening. <laughs> Call me Roz. You are a Roz type. Real mm-hmm. uh, sassy, Fine, smart I'll mouth. Take it. Yeah. There's a lot worse things that I could oh, be yeah. Roz. Yeah, you'd rather be a Roz than a Daphne, I think. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm actually the dad. <laughs> you are the dad. Yeah, yeah and that's great. Yeah. The dad Eloise is a wonderful is my Eddie. Yeah. Absolutely always going for walks. And you're kind of a combination of Miles and Niles, Niles, Miles, yeah. Niles, Niles, and Fraser. Oh yeah, and even I'm probably more of a Niles. I think a eh, little more, a little, little weaker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit weaker. At least Fraser looks like he could throw but one. But I good feel punch. like you're also not classy. That's true. Yeah. So there's but, like... so I'm maybe bulldog, <laughs> a little bit of bulldog thrown in. Who's a bulldog? The sports broadcaster. <laughs> but I don't know anything about sports. Well, I need to take a BuzzFeed What <laughs> Frasier character am I? Because this is really bothering yeah. me now. Yeah, day of. Matt tells Chris he still has some uncertainty. He does not know what he's going to do. And he says, I think it's just going to come to me when I see her. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just wing it. Engagement or no, we'll figure it out. Um, and then it's funny because he's like standing at the lake. And who marches up? Not Rachel. Harrison marches mm-hmm. up. Yeah, that's the person you want Hello, to see. Hello, Matt. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> but then Rachel comes. Rachel does come up. Yep. He says, I can't propose to you today, but that doesn't mean that I want to lose you. Yeah. When I think about the life I want to live, I think about living that life with you. The truth is, I love you. Yeah. Aww. And there's How your... How quickly it all right. goes away. Though, I mean, this, it always goes away this... Or it often goes you away this quickly. You find out one shitty racist <laughs> right. thing about your partner. Man. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, you find out they're a racist. And yeah. All right. So let's deal with the after the final rose. Hosted by Emmanuel Acho. Say. A sports guy. So obviously, neither Ryan right. nor I knew who he was. But a writer. So. Also, a wearer of tight suits. Yes. Very tight suits. He poured suits. himself into that suit, <laughs> and I was here for it. That's what I would look like if I put on my suit coat from 2009. That's a guy that's shopping in the Huskies department. <laughs> so I'll say I, um, for the first like minute, I was kind of nervous because I, I feel like he was sort of awkward when he first introduced it. Well, I think he also got handed the most awkward after the final rose. Oh, yeah. Of the franchise's history. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. So that sucks. Yeah, no, but, and so I'll say he, it was kind of like a lot of gestures and kind of stilted at the same time. But as soon as he sat down, with the people, I feel like he handled it extremely well. I feel like he handled it as well as it could be handled. The whole after the final rose was awkward AF. Yeah, but I it's think... It's not his fault. No, no. It's... I mean, and in some ways, I think that he actually leaned into that awkwardness because mm-hmm. there were places where he could have tried to fill the silence and yes. instead he just let Matt sit there. Yeah. Which I think was not all a poor reflection on Matt either. Like, I think it showed how angry Matt was sure. and how hurt he was, yeah. but it did make for an awkward viewing experience. Yeah. But I liked that. There was, you know, much later on, but he just kind of let the silence sit for a long time. And I thought that was a good move. But of course, Matt is getting just like ripped apart in social media of like, he couldn't even express himself. Rachel was too good for him anyway. 
he can't people even s- be, oh, people oh yeah are, what yeah 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 <laughs> i guess again like, we follow a so very particular set of people because, <laughs> oh you gotta look in yeah, some of the comments i don't on want just to like, though yeah <laughs> if you just look on like bachelor abc yeah i mean oof. no no thank yeah. you i don't want to know so and i'll say overall sort of some global comments about the after the final rose there is no fucking way that harrison could have done this like they they could not have had him host this. I feel like with the circumstances the uh, way they are. I think they could have. It just would have been as tone deaf as ninety percent of the rest of the sure. shit they do right. on the show. I just think it I, I feel like it couldn't have worked because they had to talk about Chris Harris. Like could he have been like, How about when I was super racist on Rachel's show? I How'd wish you feel that about they that? Had brought Harrison out yes. and forced him to be interviewed yes. by Emmanuel Acho. In the shoes that he once yes. filled. No, I actually think that would be great. I would like to see that. And speaking of just sort of stuff we didn't get to see. So apparently Brie was there. Oh, yeah. And we and didn't see that. And they totally just edited her yeah. out. And like Rachel, um, and, Rachel Michelle, and Michelle. had a big yeah. conversation. Uh, like, yeah. I would like to know what happened. I that would have been interesting. I yeah. still want to know what Heather was doing at the, <laughs> at the women tell She actually all. was there. She was at the hole after the final she rose was. and they just cut her out. I saw a, a rumor on Twitter that Heather and Matt might be dating. <laughs> no, I'm serious. That, no, I, I actually, I believe it. I believe it. And honestly, that's that tracks all of that tracks. Well, and it's a weird thing to say, like, after three hours of dour content, I wanted more content. But like, I did want to see those things that they cut out. Yeah. But yeah, I liked Emmanuel Acho a lot. I thought that he was the right person to deal with this incredibly awkward situation. And again, I don't think that there's just no way I think they could have had Harrison do this so they made the right call in having somebody else do it and like we said i think it's going to be nice to get a breath of fresh air with the new bachelorette seasons to have um taisha and uh who else is doing it caitlin yes okay so i'll also say oh sorry you you took a, a breath like you wanted to say no something. i mean are we just gonna what you'll oh, also say what? So, so you just to kind of get all this harrison stuff out of the way there are all these people who are like, I'm not watching anymore if they cut Harrison. Like, those are the same people who are like, I'm not going to shop at Target anymore. Right. I'm not going to buy Nikes anymore. Like, fuck you. Of course you are. Like, right. no one stopped shopping at Target when they changed their bathroom rules. Well, also, like, maybe some people did, but would you look at that? Target is okay. Right. They're just fine. Yeah. All right. You want to get into some of what yeah. goes on here? Actual things that happen. Yeah. yeah. Or- just keep waxing poetic? No, I'd like to do both. <laughs> yeah, wax poetic about the events that occurred. Okay, Michelle comes out. Just Michelle's pissed. Mm-hmm. She tried to have a conversation with Matt after the breakup. I guess like it sounded like later that night yes, even right. to me. Um, uh-huh. And that she was just told by the producers that were with him that he said no. Right. Which isn't, I mean, I, again, it's easy to paint him in a bad light. For this, but I can also like if you've made a decision, like I think I'm done, like I don't, I don't know, you know, if uh, okay, what he could have a conversation with her, okay, that's fucking rude, all right, all right, I feel like that's rude, okay, I, I believe you, I agree. What you believe me, no, that that it's it's a rude thing, no, I, I just think like. 
I think about what I would do in that situation, but I guess what the, I would do is not yeah, always a good Yeah, you would guide. probably yeah. be like, no, I can't. Like, okay. Oh, I'm, I'm too busy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm hanging out at this haunted party like in the Nima colon. Like, just because it's what you would do. In fact, I think that's, that's a right. pretty good indicator that it's not right. okay. Right. Whatever. Do the opposite of whatever I would do in that situation. Yeah, because you know the other thing that she says is like, I wasn't going to try to get you back. Like, I just, we had a real relationship mm-hmm. and I wanted more clarity on what the fuck happened. No, and that's understandable. I just, I think that probably wasn't, I it's, it's clear that that wasn't communicated to Matt. It's clear that Matt says that it wasn't. Okay. Matt also comes out and thinks that he can say, I tell everybody that you weren't late. You were right on time. Right. Yeah, we get it, Matt. You also said that to your mom. I don't care for matt as the lead and he's either trotting out these lines that are clearly like given to him by production or he is just i don't know sounds like i do right now like i feel like he doesn't know what to say unless someone is telling him a direct setup of like here say this that line is bad timing like that was a cute line we when just they saw had, it. Right, well, we just saw it, but also, like, that was a cute line when you were in a romance together. Right. But after you break up with someone, it's like, that's it's very not cute patronizing. anymore. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, you came at the right time, and you left at the right time. <laughs> yeah. Don't let the door hit All you right. on the way out, Michelle. <laughs> now, I will say, contra me, Matt says there was no justification for why I wouldn't have that conversation. Exactly. So I guess, like, yeah. he knows. Mm-hmm. I also have in my notes, Matt's beard is really glistening. It is... Yes, it is. Glisten is the right word. Yes. Your beard does not glisten no. like that. No, I don't know what was up if it's the lights. Like maybe you're not conditioning it. Do and... you want it to glisten? Mm, not particularly. Yeah, so maybe I don't like need to condition damp, it. damp, glistening beard? <laughs> well, I was wondering, maybe they just added a lot more metallic shavings right before he went out. <laughs> so we get like an interview with Matt on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, he says that, you know, the position he stepped into was... Uh, one that took on the weight of everything going on in the country and in the franchise. And he's right. Mm-hmm. I mean, he took on a lot. Right. But, but I feel like he knew going into it that that's what it was going to be, you know? And I think in some ways over the course of the season, he handled it very gracefully. Mm-hmm. And I think in some ways he did not. Yeah. Well, it was, it's an interesting conversation because he talks with Emmanuel Cho. And again, this is why probably good to have a black person doing these interviews because i feel like these contestants especially matt and michelle can be more honest and open oh yeah than if they could be with certainly harrison who would be like i don't know matt do you really feel that way is that right blah blah they have now, that <laughs> i don't want to be a harrison apologist but i will say the harrison that we saw interviewing with rachel Lindsay. We have not seen him sure. be that way. Yeah. Like usually, and that's not. He's like, more subdued. I'm, it's not a defense. I'm totally yeah. willing to think that he showed his true ass sure. in yeah. that interview. Mm-hmm. But he's a pretty. He's usually a decent interviewer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not go. He's held the job for twenty two seasons for a reason. You know. Well, and maybe here's the thing: is he's usually a pretty decent interviewer. Yeah. Like, no, he's, that's true. And that's why, like. I think you're right about having him come and defend himself. And he did. We watched that, what, Michael Strahan, uh, Good Morning America mm-hmm. clip. Like, I feel like he's not as good on the other end. Like, it's right. sometimes a whole lot easier to be the oh, interviewer. Oh, it definitely yeah, is. Yeah. To ask the questions. But I feel like he could have 
you know, he would have been all right. I mean, yeah, I just feel like I there like was, having, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I feel like there was more openness and more like frankness. Yeah, with a new host who I think these two black individuals are more comfortable opening up yes. to. Yeah, I did like when he said to Michelle. Or he said about Michelle, here's a woman who's left Pennsylvania in tears, <laughs> which I have in my notes. That's not the first time. That's how everybody leaves it. <laughs> but yeah, they, I heard Brie also opened up. We just didn't get to right, see Right. Yeah. It. We don't get to see that and find out what happened. Um, but yeah, they so they have an interesting conversation about Matt kind of feeling the pressure of like, not only do I have to find love, get engaged, but I have to be sort of the first black lead. I have to be potentially the fir- the only black person that white viewers see all day long. Right. Black men have been conditioned to make people comfortable with their blackness. So this is all like, it's it's a really good, interesting conversation. I did like Emmanuel Cho was like, I don't have it in my nose, but he asked something like, would you rather not have that burden? And it's like, I'm guessing he probably would not. <laughs> nope, I love it. Yeah, I would rather have that burden. <laughs> and then, so yeah, he talks about the pictures. It's interesting because, you know, Emmanuel Cho is like, take me to the specific moment when you first made aware of these images. And Matt was like, I wanted to dismiss him as rumors. So like, did he not like go to her and ask, like, is this all true? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And you know, something else that was brought up on Twitter is like, the plantation ball pictures are getting most of the airtime. But right. like there was a bunch of other stuff yes. that she did too. Correct. So yeah, I don't I don't know exactly <laughs> when he did directly confront right. her or ask her about them. Right. Um he says if you don't understand that something like that was wrong in 2018, yes. there's a lot that you won't understand about me. It's as simple as that. Right. And I'm glad like he finally because even, I mean, Emmanuel Ocho is also obviously playing the like, when he's- Or sort of the like, what would you say to people like that kind of movie? Because he's yeah. like, but Matt, this was in 2018 yeah. and it's 2021. Sort of like devil's advocate. Yeah. yeah. I, you can tell that he's trying to be the voice of dumbass audience yes, members right. who are like, but that was 2018. Yeah. Nobody knew this was 50 million people did yeah. this. And yeah. I like it that Matt just straight up is like, that's fucking stupid. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, and I love he said uh, something to the effect of like, I realize Rachel might not understand what it means to be black in America. Yeah, I, I'm going to guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I really like this because this interview makes it a lot harder for people to be like, it's not a big deal. Like when you see the person who's affected right. by this situation, because in the abstract, you're like the same thing. Harrison said, like they put on pretty dresses. They had a good time. But then you get to see like, oh, here's the person who's in this case, trying to have a relationship with you. Right. And it's clear that like they have a giant blind spot about who you are as a person. Like, I think that makes the harm much more tangible. So they interview Rachel Mm -hmm. first by herself, Mm -hmm. and she says that she was living in ignorance without even thinking about who it would be hurting. I never took the time to make that connection. That's interesting. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, okay. That seems like like a very willful ignorance. Well, that's it. And like, I, I believe her, but you have to really work hard to not make that connection. It's like you have to actively not do that. Right. You know? Um, And like, I do believe that this is the same thing where he was like, did you lay awake at night worrying that these pictures would come out? And she was like, nope, didn't think about it. Yeah. She's like, no, I really just didn't even give it a second thought. Uh, I did love where Emmanuel gives like, 
a whole fucking etymology of what antebellum means. He's right. like, it's from the Latin before the war. <laughs> She's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it was great because it's just like, we got to go, we got to explain this whole thing. Uh, he does talk to her some about how, you know, he sees it as more of being racially insensitive and not necessarily equating that she is racist. I, I thought that he... He did a good job interviewing her. And interestingly, I do feel like he kind of set her up in a few places, not maliciously, but set mm-hmm. her up in a few places where she could have really misstepped. Yes. Yeah. And I, I mean, I did think that she, for the most part, handled it well. I mean, yeah, she handled she it. She absolutely was not trying to make a case for anything. Right. And one of the, so I'll give her credit for one of the things that she did where she, he was like, Emmanuel asked, who do you blame for your ignorance? And it would be very easy there to like, say like, my parents, the school. He's even like your family. Yeah, right. Where you're from. Yeah, and all, also all those things would partially be accurate. Yeah. But she doesn't. She doesn't do that. She says there's no excuse. I'll say one thing. She she doesn't misstep, but she also just doesn't tell us anything. So like he asks her kind of what she's doing, and she says, I want to make sure I find the quote. She says like I could sit here and give you a list of you know I listened to this podcast and I read this book or I watched these documentaries. And it's great to educate yourself, but I don't think anything is going to change unless we put education into play, which to be perfectly honest, like I do agree with her that like, okay, I read three books. Everything's fine now is not a great answer, but it also would have been nice for her to be like, these are some things that I'm doing. I guess. I mean, I had that same question because I think that, you know, everybody that's involved at this point Rachel and Matt himself and like Emmanuel Echo. I was wondering why we keep saying his full name, but I guess we do that with Chris Harrison. Too. Right. Yeah. There was a lot of talk about like the work uh-huh. that was going to be done and how Rachel has to do the work and mm-hmm. Matt can't do the work for her right. and they can't even be together while Rachel does right. the work. Yeah. Like what is the work that she's doing? Mm hmm. And, you know, I mean, I I completely understand the people who are saying it is not Matt's responsibility to educate her. I'm surprised that they broke up over this. That's interesting. I, so first of all, they just didn't seem that committed to me at all. You know, like I wouldn't have been surprised if they would have broken up without this. Right. So I think that's like I'm not surprised at all and also I think Matt explains it really well of like she clearly doesn't understand me. She doesn't get um like what this would be like for our children. Right. Like, but devil's advocate no shit. Like she's a white woman. Mm-hmm. I mean did you think that she was going to understand what it means to be a black man in America or a black person? I mean you know I, I think To some extent, there has to be a little bit of, I don't even want to say like grace given, but an understanding that like, yeah, she will, she will never understand that, Mm -hmm. you know? I don't know how you could understand that fully, you know, like, like, I don't think I understand that, you know, like, how could I? Right. Yeah. You don't. (laughs) Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, and I don't see how I ever could. Understand, right. like I feel like I can develop greater empathy and greater understanding, but that's like it's an experience that I will never fully understand. 
I like, guess I saw people on Twitter saying that he broke up with her because he didn't think that it would be like a good look to stay with her after it. But I actually feel like it it is a worse look to like to to leave. <laughs> well, that's like to me, it seemed he seemed genuinely very shaken up. By he did. It. And uh, the he whole situation. Shell shocked through yep. the whole interview. Like he <laughs> he seemed checked out but like not in a way that was he seemed like he was mentally distancing himself from all of it yeah from the whole ordeal yeah and not maybe not even just rachel (laughs) honestly he seemed like someone who had some like ptsd right oh yeah and i mean again and not surprisingly no i mean i'm not surprised that they broke up and it seems like for matt it was the right thing to do and yeah that's true too i mean Again, he doesn't owe her shit. Like, right. I understand that. Except, except, like, you were just on the show saying that you were, like, very close to thinking you might marry her. You know? I mean. Yeah, and I guess uh, my thing is we've seen people break up for much stupider stuff. Yeah. Than this. Like, yeah, why did sure. Ari and Becca break up? Why did Peter leave <laughs> Madison? You know, it's yeah. just like, at least this is a reason. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> As true. opposed that to is, like, yeah, that's true. well, I was just on a TV show and I proposed to you, you yeah. know? So, and again, they weren't, they were going to see where this goes and where I went was Rachel did not understand the uh, racial issues in America and uh, is not the right person for Matt because of that. Yeah. And maybe was not the right person for Matt beyond that as well. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, so they are not getting back together. They are not together anymore. He Um, is with Heather. (laughs) (laughs) Who does understand what it's like to be black in America. (laughs) Yeah. Heather gets it, (laughs) y'all. So yeah. And then again, at the very end, we get uh, Michelle and Katie introduced together. Do you have anything else? Any other global comments you want to make? No, just... Oh, like, I'm glad this season is over. Yeah. This was a really heavy season. And it's unfortunate because I it wasn't heavy in in a way that I feel was productive. Yes. Yeah, though maybe in the long run. Maybe. I mean, yeah. some of this stuff. But we'll see what happens with this show. My concern is it'll be like, well, we tried to have a black bachelor and look Didn't what work. happened. Exactly. Yeah, you like, know some people are going to yep, say that. Yep. And so, I mean, again, we'll see how it goes. I'll be interested to see how these bachelorette seasons play out. Um, what happens to Harrison in the long run. Team Michelle, team O. Have you seen that a lot of people are speculating that they're going to put Emmanuel Acho on Michelle's season because there was vibes between them? Oh, like as a contestant? Yes. Oh, interesting. Yes. I feel like I wouldn't want to do that if I were Emmanuel. Like, I'm not competing with 24, <laughs> 24 to 37 other men. Fuck that. Like, I'm just going to call call Michelle off season. That's um, what you think you're going to do, but then you end up pulling up in a van. Right. He's going to pull up in a minivan. <laughs> that was my only option. All right. Well, folks, we appreciate you sticking with us through this season. We'll be back. Maybe we'll pop in with some content here and there in between. uh, Bachelor Book Club. Yeah. Well, hopefully you'll hear us again. That one uh, piccolo pigeon who's listening to only us really needs some extra content. So uh, hopefully we can give it to you. I never thought that I could be so satisfied every time that I look in your aim.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.